Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I had the opportunity to sit down and chat today with Brandi Wilson, who's the creator of the Self-Love Challenge. And this episode, I hope you guys like it because honestly, I had a hard time recording I was so engrossed in everything that Brandy was speaking about and everything that she was saying. I was just mesmerized by her message that I honestly had a hard time asking her questions because I was like, oh, wait, yeah, um, I'm, I'm supposed to be hosting this. Like, I'm supposed to be responding, not just sitting down and listening. I just really sat on edge waiting for the next powerhouse of a message that she was gonna share And she was just off the charts with information today. You guys, it's it's really, really inspiring. It's really, really empowering to hear a woman talk so eloquently about what self-love is and that it's not perfect and that it can be messy, but that it's a practice and we need to keep going. And she gives us the greatest tips and tricks on how to do that sit back, enjoy. You guys hopefully will be just as engrossed, not even hopefully. I know you will be just as wrapped up in the message that Brandy is sharing as I was. Hello, Brandy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Absolutely. Our paths totally crossed by chance. Just It speaks, I think, volumes to how wonderful of a person you are. I had posted in a group some questions about a presentation that I was going to do. And you just, I, I love it. I still can't get over it. Brandy just reached out and she's like, here, girl, let me help you out. Like, here's my phone number. I'll call you today and I'll give you all the information you need. And after talking with her for that, like, I don't know, maybe what was it? Like five minute phone conversation that we had initially. Uh-huh. 10, uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, this girl is, she's got it. Like we are aligned and I loved it. And I like instantly was like, I, I have to talk to you more. You know, I was so happy to help you. And um, we have a mutual person that we know who saw uh, your question and she thought I might be able to offer some advice or maybe just a comment. So I was glad that she tagged me. And, you know, the rest is history, and I enjoy talking to you as well. And I'm always, you know, willing and able to help other women whenever I can because we're all better together when we learn from each other and help each other because there's room for everyone at the top. Oh, I love it. What, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you are all about? So my name is Brandy Edwards, and I created the Self-Love Challenge, and it is something that has just organically grown and evolved over the past few years after I began my own self-love journey unintentionally, and it has essentially become a lifestyle. 
lifestyle. And I created it to help motivate, empower, and challenge young girls and women to love themselves while they work on themselves and without conditions in all aspects of their life. And while it's so important to accept who we are as we are and know that we are enough, I always like to take that further and say that we should always want to grow and evolve and improve, and we have to love ourselves during that process. I love that. I've never heard it as simply as love yourself while you're working on yourself. Thank you. Thank you. I loved it. It just kind of was something that I started saying a lot, and then it became my tagline. So It just speaks volumes about all of us. I don't think anybody's ever there. I don't know. Maybe there's one person in the world who like found this magical place of like sheer joy and pure love every day for themselves, but it's a practice. You work at it every day. It is. And, you know, I think anyone that's really being honest with themselves knows that it's not really, um, there's not a final destination in self-discovery or self-love and that it's never ending. And I still have a lot of work to do on myself and I acknowledge that I always will. And I accept that, but I know that I'm a lot further than where I used to be. So that's why I'm so passionate about helping young girls, especially, and then women, you know, get to where I am and then just all evolve and improve and grow together because it is a never ending journey working on yourself. And, you know, I have a positive perspective and mindset, but there are days, you know, where I might look in the mirror and I might have a negative thought that comes in my mind or, or different things like that. But I've worked so hard on retraining my brain over the past few years that I can acknowledge that, that I've had that thought or feeling or whatever it is, but rather than dwell on it and let it control my entire day or week or whatever, I just, I know how to let it go. And replace that negative thought with a positive thought and and know that I'm still great and amazing and you know whether it's my uh something mental that I'm working on or physical you know we have so many struggles with our bodies and things like that as women I just acknowledge it and move on I think that's the key that I hope I tell my audience all the time and I hope that everybody really really understands it is it's not that anybody again has it mastered or figured out but it's almost that being very hyper aware of, okay, I'm having a bad day or I'm having a bad thought. Why am I having that? I'm going to explore it a little bit. And then mm-hmm. I'm not going to let myself sit in it. Like I, I have to take control and move myself out of that and replace it with a positive. Exactly. And it's always knowing that you have a choice. You know, you have a choice to sit and be negative with your thoughts and not take action with whatever it is that you want to do, or you have a choice of reframing your mindset and taking action to do whatever it is that you need to do to feel better. I like the revolution that you're starting in this and just growing momentum with starting with at this point in time. Yeah, we do need to tackle women because unfortunately we all, it wasn't, I don't think for us growing up, it was as much of a push or as much as it is now to really be in the self-love space. But then Uh also going right to the root, like, let's get into those girls. Like, let's not let a whole generation get to this point before they know that it's okay to love themselves and give them the tools to do so. 
Yes, it starts so young. And, you know, part of my story that I share at a lot of my speaking events is, you know, have people visualize with me. And I say, you know, visualize a five-year-old girl who is questioning her body and having insecurities that she's had and wears a T-shirt over her body to go to the swimming pool or the beach. And all of those things started at such a young age, and a lot of those things are learned. And they're learned by other women in our lives who may have their own insecurities, and rightfully so because of the media and just different things and how they were brought up from women in their lives. And so it gets passed down and... um, with the women, when I talk to them, I try to make them very aware that, you know, your nieces, your daughters, all these younger children in your life, they're looking up to you and they're paying attention. So when you speak negatively about yourself, although you think, you know, maybe they're not really picking up on it, they really are. And, um, you know, encouraging women to be very aware of how they speak to themselves um, out loud when other little girls are around because it could impact them in ways that they really have no idea. And as well, you know, as friends, I I say to women, you know, when you're talking about yourself, you may be unintentionally making your friend feel horrible about herself because she looks up to you and admires you and thinks you are fabulous. And when you're criticizing yourself, then she may start questioning herself. And you really never had those intentions. So it's a trickle effect, you know. So much. It's, it's funny. I don't know that I've ever shared this. And as I was kind of starting my journey of self-love and body acceptance and like really thinking back, like, where did these thoughts come from and what stemmed all this? I very, very vividly remember sitting on the floor, crisscross in kindergarten classroom and looking down. And as every daddy does when they sit, like I had like the tiniest little roll of skin on my belly. Uh And I remember thinking, I'm honestly thinking at five years old, I would be perfect if I didn't have this role. And I was five, Uh, five. And there was, I I was like an average size kid. Like it, like it, we forget how young, like, and I don't know who knows where I got that or where that came from. Like they are aware, little girls, kids are aware of all of that. Right, and it's learned because as a five-year-old, you know, you're just going to school, you're learning your alphabet and all those things, you you wouldn't know to question your body unless you've heard someone else do it or you've seen someone else pick themselves apart or, you know, and maybe it wasn't anything that most people would, would think that a child would pick up on, but it could be the slightest comment or thought, um, something that you say that little kids pick up on it, and that is so interesting that you said that about being so young at five because I was in kindergarten and there's a picture that I remember and I look back on it and like you said, I was a normal, healthy little girl and um, how I ever had those thoughts that I was ever overweight at such a young age is just, um, it's really sad. Um, you know, we, as we age and you get into middle school and you're going through puberty and all of the, all of those things and your body's changing and you're reading the teen magazines and you're watching these shows, it makes a little more sense why we start to question ourselves and compare ourselves to other girls and women. But at such a young age, it's just it's not okay, you know, to be five years old having those thoughts like we did. Yeah. And so I am determined to help give confidence and self-esteem and all of those things to little girls as well as women and undo 
a lot of what we've dealt with our entire lives that we've inflicted on ourselves. But sometimes it, it has come from other people as well. So um, there's a lot of work to do, definitely, but I enjoy it. Or even subconsciously inflicted on ourselves. Like there are uh-huh. things that I don't think we even realize. I know there are things we don't even realize until you really step back and start to analyze, like, where are these thoughts and feelings and emotions coming from? Uh-huh. Yes. And I like, too, that you say, you know, you brought up the fact about people talking badly about their bodies around their friends or people like that. And for women, for so long, and I'm definitely guilty of it, too, I think that there's this this almost unwritten rule that when we get together with a group of people or our girlfriends and things, we like, it's okay to sit and just bash our bodies. Uh-huh. And why, like, why do we think that that space, why are we utilizing our good time with our friends to sit and pick ourselves apart? I don't. And again, I'm totally guilty of it. A hundred percent. Right. And I just, it's just crazy to me. It is, you know, and the fact that that's a way that women bond. And I think it's just because it, allows them to not feel alone and oh you know I I don't like this about myself and then someone else says something and then you just keep beating yourself up but really it's just covering up of a lot um, you know deeper issues and insecurities and things like that and just keeping it surface level but you know I mean that's a good perspective is let's come together and let's bond over other things and know that we're not alone in you know, having fears about X, Y, or Z and encouraging each other to take action despite those fears and to be confident when society tells us that we should be insecure and go buy all of these serums and fit into this latest, smallest size of whatever. Um, But yeah, I mean, you bring up a great point. So you had mentioned that your journey of self-love started very unintentionally. Can you walk us through that a little bit? Yes. So I have always been into health and fitness, and I've had so many fitness journeys and transformations, if you will. I gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight. I'll get really motivated, and then I get unmotivated. I don't really have a lot of 50-50. I'm kind of zero or 100. And um, I was looking for a new way to add in some exercise in a different way outside of the gym or running and went to a hot yoga class. One of my good friends was doing it, and she had really great results. And because it was heated, I knew it would be a great way to sweat and detox. And so I just looked at it as another opportunity to work out in a different way. And went to my first class. It was challenging. I enjoyed it. And then I signed up for membership, and I just kept going back. And I had so many amazing instructors, and the way that they would speak to me in class, when you hear things, over and over and over again, like, come to the mat to feel, not to do, accept what your body is capable of, of doing right now in this moment. It doesn't matter what you could do last week. What matters is what you can do right now. Mm -hmm. And hearing all of those things just over time, in addition to reading personal development books and self-help books and things like that, um, really just started to help me change my mindset. And I remember one day looking in the mirror, because there's mirrors all in the classroom. And, you know, when I get ready in the morning, you look in the mirror, things like that. It wasn't like I ever had a problem looking in the mirror. But for some reason, I never really looked at myself a lot during class in the mirrors. And I remember one day just kind of looking at myself in the mirror as I went through all these postures and just 
accepting myself and being kind to myself and I don't know, I actually came up with the concept, the the name, the self-love challenge in my yoga class as well. So um, my yoga practice definitely helped me, with the help of my amazing instructors, be kind to myself and accept myself more. And it kind of started from there. Oh, I love that. I love that. It really is unintentional sometimes. Like, I think the universe hands us these things in our lives when we're ready to receive them. And uh-huh. that just screams of that. Yes, and you know, it wasn't like it wasn't like I ever felt like I didn't love myself. It wasn't like I didn't have confidence. I've always felt like I was a confident person with good self-esteem, but I've always had insecurities like most women do. And um yeah, so it was just interesting to to look back and see how I have evolved because it wasn't like I set out of, I need to work on myself. I, you know, have all these things I hate about myself and, you know, intentionally work on myself, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But looking back, I realized, wow, I needed, I needed this. And so that's why I created the self-love challenge because it's a lifestyle. It's not just looking into the mirror and accepting your body. It's not just a mindset thing and thinking positively about yourself and having confidence. It really relates to self-love, relates to everything in our lives, everything that we choose to do or to not do. And I became the woman that I always needed in my life, that I didn't really realize that I needed, if that makes sense. That gives me chills. That makes perfect sense. And so, yeah, that, yeah, that I, the idea of like, you actually are the woman that you need in your life because we do like, unless your foundation with yourself is solid, no other relationship, no other thing you tackle on that is going to be a very great relationship. I really, really believe that. Definitely. You have to always say you have to to fly, I challenge everyone to fly, which means first love yourself. And you have to love yourself before you can really love other people and before you can really allow yourself to be loved. And it starts with yourself and being kind to yourself, accepting yourself, having compassion for yourself and, you know, giving yourself all of the things that you give other people, forgiving yourself for mistakes, forgiving yourself for not feeling good enough and being kind to yourself and practicing compassion and giving yourself grace, just like you extend to so many other people, but yet we're the first ones to put ourselves last and feel like, well, we're not good enough or we're not going to prioritize, you know, our happiness. And I always encourage people and remind people that you have to make yourself a priority and not an option. Mm. And that starts with self-love. Such power in that too, in saying that, we have to also be okay if it's not great. Like you said in the beginning, you have to acknowledge that it's okay if I'm feeling a certain way or I'm feeling bad about myself and then almost being compassionate with yourself. Like that's okay. Uh Like you can feel that way. We're allowed to have bad days. We're allowed to not feel comfortable in our skin all the time. Right. Yes. And, you know, having those feelings and validating those feelings, but not, dwelling in them and then taking action and deciding what is it that I need to do to get out of this, to get out of this funk or to um, do better next time or, or whatever the case may be is allow yourself to feel it and 
you know, people might think, oh, Brandy's just always positive and sees everything glass half full and it's rainbows, butterflies, and all that. No. You know, I have a lot of stress in my life sometimes. I just choose, number one, not to publicly put it all over social media, but number two is I know that there are only so many things I can control in my life. And one of those is how I react to situations. So I can react negatively or I can react positively, but I have a choice in everything that I do or everything that I don't do. And so it's just a matter, like you said, whatever it is that you're feeling, feel it, and then be kind to yourself during the process and uh, and move on from it the best way that you can, you know. And I feel like I can be queen sometimes of setbacks, but I choose to turn them into comebacks, you know. So I might take two steps backwards or five steps backwards, but I'm going to take ten steps forward. And it may be, you know, constant going forward and backwards, but that's part of life. And I know that I'm always growing and I'm improving and I'm trying to be better and I'm trying to do better and not hold myself to a standard of being perfect, but being human and knowing that every day is a new opportunity to try and every day is a new opportunity to start or to start over. And, you know, we can all start or start over as many times as we need to whenever we need to. Yep. And again, that still, that comes back to that exact same point as the beginning, like just having grace and compassion and knowing that you have to show up to be the woman that you need in your life. And who do you need yes. at that time? Not somebody that's going to keep sinking you down, but somebody that's going to okay. build you up. Exactly. And, you know, from whether if I'm speaking to an elementary school or I'm speaking to grown women, I always tell people, you have to be your own cheerleader. You know, stop waiting for other people to cheer you on and to, to you know, boost you along with whatever it is that you're wanting to do. Encourage yourself, motivate yourself, and cheer yourself on. And most importantly, celebrate yourself. You know, there's a difference between being conceited and being confident. And it's a fine line, I feel like, with women. You know, you're trying to help women have, and it starts with young girls, have self-esteem and build their confidence. But if they're too confident and they believe in themselves too much, well, then they need to come back down to reality a little bit. And, um, you know, there's just always a struggle, I feel like, with, you know, being too much or not enough. And number one is just accepting who you are. But um, to circle it back around is, be your own cheerleader and toot your own horn and celebrate yourself and to stop waiting from others to give you things or to say things to you or to do things for you and say them to yourself and do them for yourself Mm -hmm. and then celebrate yourself for it. I think there's a very big difference to being conceited and being proud of yourself or just doing and saying nice things for yourself because oftentimes I think that people who are conceited or arrogant, I think that really that that comes from a place of fear and that comes from a place of almost having to make up for their insecurities, where if you are just genuinely loving yourself and proud of yourself, like you are not doing it to boast to the world, like you're doing it because guess what? You know it and it's true and it's okay to say and to feel and to do. Right, so there's a huge difference between being arrogant and choosing to be proud of yourself and choosing to celebrate yourself, and it's important that we give ourselves permission to do that, and it starts by not caring what other people think, Mm. you know, and living your life for yourself and 
not caring what other people think because the more that you care what other people think, the more that you are holding yourself back and the more that you are not living your life to the to its fullest. Mm-hmm. And I think going back to the same point of like you, the only person that you're in control of is yourself. So if somebody doesn't like what I have to say or look like or do or think, that's on them. Like I, I can never control their thoughts or their actions, but I can control mine. Absolutely. And I know that every, everyone wants, you know, others to like them. You know, we don't want to be disliked and things like that. But we are not for everyone and everyone is not for us. There will always be people that will not like you simply because you are you. And once you just accept that and realize that, you know, you're not everyone's cup of tea and everyone is not your cup of tea and, you know, stop trying to be everything to everyone and, just do you and what makes you happy and follow your happiness. It just makes life so much better. Yeah. And I want people that I'm surrounding myself with to like me for my real authentic self, not for somebody that I have to parade around with and try to be. Of course, you know, and so many people unfortunately wear masks and we have done that as a coping mechanism so that we are liked or we blend in or we don't stand out or whatever the case may be. And, uh, you know, especially as we age, life is short and it is too short to surround yourself with people who are not genuine and who, you know, would not be there for you when you really needed them. And um, to just surround yourself by women who, support you and encourage you and are not competing with you and are not comparing themselves to you. And once you find a good group of women like that, you know, your possibilities are really endless of what you can do personally or professionally when you have that group cheering you on and that big support system. What is one thing that you would tell a woman if she was in the very beginning stages of her self-love journey? I would tell a woman that is in the beginning of her self-love journey that she will figure it out as she goes. Mm. You know, she does not have to have it all figured out right now, and she might not ever have it all figured out, but she can keep trying and she can keep showing up for herself, and it starts by how she chooses to think about herself and the actions that she chooses to take, and that it's a process. And to take the pressure off, and it's okay. Like, we're not going to do it in a day. And like, just... Yes, and, you know, we're not going to do it in a day. We're not going to do it in a lifetime. It's just, it's a process that is never-ending, and it's a beautiful journey. It can be a difficult journey, but it is worth all of the effort, you know, to put into it. You've mentioned the self-love challenge a handful of times. Can you tell us a little bit more in detail what that is? Yes. So what it is, I, I post a lot of inspirational and motivational stuff online just to get people thinking and to cheer them on in a variety of different ways. But what I do with it is I do a lot of speaking events, whether that is at schools, elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, colleges, and I also do speaking events at corporations, business events, things like that. But what I really love doing, too, is creating and hosting workshops. 
and I also do one-on-one and group coaching with it as well. And like I said, it's a lifestyle, so it's not just all positive affirmations or all body image type stuff. It's really a well-rounded program with a variety of different things that we discuss or do at events or, or workshops or with the coaching. Because really, it's self-love just, I mean, we talk about body a lot, and I think that that's a lot of where it stems from, but it's in all aspects of us. It's not just our body. Exactly. It's it's your life. It's everything. Um, you know, all of the actions that you choose to take or that you choose not to take. And one thing that I really enjoyed after a workshop that I did is I had someone tell me that they weren't really sure what they were um, going to get out of the workshop. They just came, and they thought that they loved themselves just fine, which, like I said, I unintentionally began my self-love journey. I didn't realize that I had some issues. I had some insecurities that I was aware of. But um, I love that this person said that they didn't realize um, where they could improve in areas in their life to love themselves. And so I found that interesting that they thought they loved themselves just fine, but found areas that they could work on and then areas that they could celebrate as well. Hmm. What would be your ultimate goal or your biggest dream for the self-love challenge? Oh, that is a great (laughs) question. Oh my goodness. My ultimate goal, and I dream big and I believe in myself. So it will be interesting to listen to this podcast one day and I'll be able to say, wow, that came true. It is going to come biggest... true. Whatever it is, I don't even know what you're going to say, but I was like, well, I know for a fact this is coming true. So let's hear it here it's first. Big. It's big. And so I don't know in what shape or form, but I have visualized for a long time being in a stadium and it being filled to the max, you know, sold out and being center stage speaking to a group of women. Um, I don't know what that will look like topic-wise or event-wise, but I can visualize myself standing in the middle of a stadium and you you know how that, like the sound when all the lights flicker on, kind of like section by section? I just visualize that. And um, I was at a conference a few years ago uh, that was put on, I think it was like four different women, and I remember sitting in the audience And I was like, that's going to be me one day. That is going to be me. So that's what I visualize and I dream about. I'm speaking to a sold-out stadium of women there to have fun, to learn, to grow, to network, um, to find community, and to be inspired and then leave and take action. I have goosebumps and not, no doubt in my mind that this is actually happening. Like, (laughs) for a fact that you just, you know it and you have it you're setting your path right now and you have this vision that is so unbelievably clear, like no doubt in my mind. So when you do, I'm going to send you this episode again and you can remember like, this is where you told the yes. world. I'm sure you've told them before, but like, here it is right here. Yes. I, I, I cannot wait until that day. <laughs> oh man. I like to end on a note of giving people just a little bit more insight into just exactly who Brandy is. So where, if I asked you, what is your morning or your evening routine? Do you have one? Well, my ideal morning is not 
my morning routine yet, but it's something that I'm working on. Many times I hit snooze more often than I would like to admit. Um, so I'm working on my morning routine, but ideally whenever I do get into it, it's, you know, wake up, I have lemon water, hydrate, and I relax, do some journaling about what I'm grateful for, and if I can do that in the morning, that sets my day up for success, and I ideally work out in the mornings, but more often than not right now, my morning routine consists of working out at night, eating dinner a little bit later than most people in the world probably do, and then just winding down and relaxing. I'm a busy bee, so go, go, go all the time, but um, nothing nothing huge as far as my morning or night routines go. That's all right. We, it's the, I am actually manifesting my life to have the perfect morning routine. I'm manifesting my life so I have time to do that and enjoy a morning routine, but I like you right now, like kind of fly by the seat of my pants some days and that just has to be okay right now and you know it's it's okay and um the thing is is we both want a different morning routine so it's just a matter of taking the action and prioritizing it but um yeah my ideal morning is not uh, my reality right now but I'm working on it it's all (laughs) we can do it's always just work on it Exactly. I'm loving myself while I work on myself. Uh, See, she listens. She does. She practices exactly as she preaches. (laughs) What is one thing that you absolutely cannot live without? One thing that I cannot live without. Caffeine. It keeps me going. (laughs) (laughs) She's a busy bee. She needs that caffeine, people. You know, and as many times as I try to cut it out, I just keep coming back I just I can't let go of it I love espresso I love teas coffee anything with caffeine pre-workout I just I love it all and what is your super weapon my super weapon I would say my ambition yeah I can see that my ambition because it gets me going in the morning it gets me going through tough times it drives me and gives me confidence to keep going you know I have a lot of ambition and I always have and I know that whatever I set my mind to I can do it and that is my superpower because I believe in myself oh wonderful that's I love that one what does being fierce mean to you? Being fierce to me means doing whatever you want, whenever you want, and not caring what other people think. Mm. Mm. Just showing up and doing you. Yes. Awesome. Showing up and doing you is fierce. So go ahead and tell us, Brandy, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Instagram at the self love challenge. I post there daily, but you definitely will want to check out my stories. I do not take myself too seriously, so you'll be laughing while you learn. And you can email me. It is the self love challenge at gmail.com. You can send me an email if you'd like more information on how we can work together one on one. And my website, which is a work in progress, is www.selfloveChallenge.com. 
And all of that information will be in the show notes. So you guys can go ahead and dive into that and check out Brandy on Instagram. Like she said, she has great inspirational content on Instagram, but it's my favorite kind of Instagram account because it's the good like empowerment, but it's like that, like she said, that real life, like snapshots, like it's food, it's working out. It's just her showing up and being her real raw authentic self, which I love so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for doing this. Thank you for sharing. I know that so many women's lives have already been impacted by you and will continue to be. And I, you guys, you heard it here first. Like she will be on that stage. Those lights are going to one by one knock out and she's going to, she's changing the world. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.